0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Car Talks here in the All-American Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carr. As we get going here on this beautiful, beautiful Monday, or actually Tuesday evening, uh, we had a full slate of NFL games behind us now after week one. Um, I'm excited to talk to you guys. It's going to be a short episode. I'm going to you know, kind of react to week one, get my synopsis in, uh, but mostly I'm focusing on on uh, viewing it through the lens of fantasy football, we're going to uh, the waiver claims, uh, the waiver wire this week. As I know, most of you guys have to submit your picks tonight, maybe even tomorrow night. It's different for every league, every format. Um, but I'm going to start off. Can we talk about the fact that, yes, week one was unpredictable? It's football, it's really the most unpredictable sport there is. No one can pick, you know, no one has an insight to the coach's game plan besides that coach and that team. You know, that's what makes fantasy football so challenging and so difficult because it depends on the week. It depends on the opponent, especially going into week one because you'll have some guys, and you know, when you look at your draft and how you set your lineup week one, it's drastically different than the rest of the season. But I feel like every year there's always those one or two guys, maybe even you know, three, four, that nobody can locate, nobody can predict, but they pop off in week one and you're like, that's my guy. That is the guy. I got to get him a waiver wire. They're going to be a starter on your team for the rest of the season. Last year, Cordero Patterson for sure. There's others. There's a million names because it happens every year. I don't feel like we had anyone this year. And, yes, injuries are another thing. Like, yeah, people are going to pick up Jalen Warren with Najee Harris' injury, which, by the way, doesn't sound like it's so serious. But a guy like Jeff Wilson's probably going to be a top waiver claim with uh, Elijah Mitchell going down for an extended period of time. Um, you know, maybe Julio Jones with Chris Godwin missing time, but no one, you know, not even in that, like Walter picks the 32, you know, man, crater league, maybe a guy like that would be picked up there, but not even this, like sometimes not even, and the experts can never locate him, but there was really nobody there this year. Really not one uh, guy where it's like, I have to get him on my roster, which I was very surprised about. We might see that in week two or three. Um, but I'm going to go over some waiver claims off the top of my head. Um, Number one, honestly, well, it depends, because I don't really go by the ownership percentage in leagues because it really fluctuates, and I'm just going to give guys who should be available in your league. Uh, Number one, honestly, I'm going to go Darrell Henderson. Uh, Cam Akers was not great, and I think Henderson, at least for a few weeks, should be a really good option. He's got a... Great, Matt. What What makes him so intriguing as a waiver wire option is next week he plays the Atlanta Falcons, um, and yeah, the Saints didn't tear him up, but the Falcons, as we know it, don't have the best defense, which is a very which is an understatement. Like a team like the Rams can tear them up, and especially with Stafford and his elbow and how they kind of had an inability to throw the ball successfully last week versus Buffalo, a much better team for sure, but. I think they'll lean on the running game a lot more. They're going to be up in that game. They're going to be running the ball. That's what makes them intriguing, at least for next week, is probably a start option. Um, Because, honestly, I can't say for a lot of other guys that they're, like, immediate starts. And I haven't seen anyone with, like, long-term upside that much. I'm going – I'm kind of looking at the short-term here. Darrell Henderson, get him on your roster. I don't know the exact ownership percentage, but he should be available in your league. Just because most people, like myself – Uh, Might have taken my advice and drafted Cam Akers early, and now we're not as optimistic. But I still am a little bit for Akers. He will get the opportunities. He will get the touches. Uh, But number two, Jeff Wilson. Uh, Now, I don't have him number one because he's not going to be the clear-cut running back. It's tough to kind of pinpoint Kyle Shanahan's offense, who is going to be the number one running back. We knew it even coming into the season. There can be the best running back in the NFL. Kyle Shanahan is going to use four of them, so I think Wilson should be an intriguing. Start next week if you're uh, if you're in a deeper league or desperate. Um, I think he's you know probably a low end flex play, um, and I'd say probably the same with Henderson. Um, but Henderson I'd say is a mid high end flex play next week versus Atlanta. Um, but I'll go you know Jeff Wilson is a low low end flex play. Uh, just because, you know, Kyle Shanahan's offense does not favor the use of one running back. He's probably going to use Debo Samuel, so Debo Samuel owners get excited. But Trey Lance couldn't throw well last week. Uh, San Francisco, I, I just, I, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it, when you vacate a starting running back spot, someone's going to step up. Someone's going to lead the backfield, at least in some way, even in a Shanahan offense. This guy's experience. He's been on the team for years. And you can tell they like him. They've let go of guys like Matt Breida, Raheem Mostert, even Trey Sermon this year with no problem. But for some reason, they've always stuck with Jeff Wilson. He's been their insurance option uh, when a guy goes down. But I I think he's intriguing. I would say Jalen Warren, but it sounds like uh, Najee Harris is going to play for the Steelers. Um, So I'm going Jeff Wilson, number two. But keep an eye on a guy like Terry and Davis Price or see if they sign anybody as well. Uh, Number three, Jarvis Landry for the New Orleans Saints. Now, I would put him higher on this list based on his stat line, which I really liked, by the way. Uh, Seven for 114, and Jameis Winston looked great. Uh, The Falcons, as we saw, as I talked about, are not a great defense. They were terrible against the pass last week. Um, But I think, honestly, he's going to be a number two wide receiver for a really good offense, which is, in most cases, better than a wide receiver one and a bad offense. It looks like Thomas is back, but I think still maybe not 100%. Um, I think, you know, they're they're favoring. It seemed like Winston's favorite target was Landry. Uh, Maybe in the red zone, in the end zone, yeah, it might have been Michael Thomas. He caught two touchdowns. Um, But Olave dug into that a little bit. He had a good week as well, um, so we can't just let him off the hook. That's why I kind of diminished Landry a little bit down. But that offense is going to be good. Landry's going to get plenty of use. He is still a high-end receiver. It seems like Cleveland has just been the problem spot for receivers, like we saw with OBJ. I think we're seeing it right now with Amari Cooper's dip in production. Um, And now Landry, after a few years there, really breaking out. Looks like the guy he was in Miami um, now with New Orleans. Um, So I would put him there at number three. Uh, I just, you know, I think it's going to be a good offense, going to be a high end receiver. Um, Thomas is still, you know, looks like a little bit limited for, um, the most part, but still, you know, returning to form somewhat. And then Olave will, yeah, uh, jump in, you know, to his target share a little bit, but it shouldn't be too much to where Lannery can't still carve out a healthy role for himself and find some targets. Number four. And this is an interesting one. This is kind of a guy who I feel like did not get any attention. Greg Dortch of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, now, he saw nine targets this week um, for the Cardinals. And, uh, you know, Marquise Brown was the guy everyone expected. Yeah, I mean, Hollywood Brown's going to be that guy. Uh, he is going to be his number one target. But no Rondale Moore, it sounds like. And now it sounds like a serious injury. Um so he's going to be out for an extended period of time. We know Hopkins is gone. Uh, Kyler Murray in the offense didn't really click versus Kansas City, which I didn't expect them to. They're built to lose to a Steve Starkeesian blitz center defense. Um, but he saw a healthy amount of target. Look, uh, targets looked like the number one option, honestly, in that offense. They couldn't even get the running game going. But we know Kyler Murray is, you know, hungry. He's ready to play. He's going to be a good quarterback. Um, and you have a guy like Dorch as your number one option. Um, and I, I think he's a solid option there. I mean, I think Dorch, uh, you're looking at him as probably number one receiving option. When you see that amount of targets, I like a guy like that. Greg Dorch, just because he's unheard of too, and could really have a breakout year with Kyler Murray. Um, cause I think Brown is a good option, but even in Arizona, I, I kind of question him. I, I did believe, yeah, he would be. Um, you know, it was somewhat of a wide receiver one in that offense. Um, but it looks like he probably won't. It's the same story as Baltimore. He's going to be better and more fit for their system with Cliff Kingsbury, but Dorch could eat into his target share a good amount. And anytime when you don't have a superstar wide receiver on a good offense like that, and you're seeing a guy get a lot of targets, a young guy, he's had a little bit of experience at the Ravens. Um, I'm intrigued by him. So Greg Dorch. Now, number five, and I would have this guy maybe a little bit higher, but the problem is his team is three great receivers, and honestly, I don't know if this offense is going to be great. I think they're going to be actually very good, though, from what I saw this week, uh, but they did play a bad bad defense, I will say. But this rounds out my five Wave Royer claims. Uh, it is Curtis Samuel for the Washington Commanders, but... You know, this is the same situation, I think, as uh, New Orleans. But I feel like New Orleans is a better offense. And the other two receivers aren't as good right now. Now, I'm saying that right now because I think overall, yes, Michael Thomas will be better than Terry McLaurin at peak form, for sure. But McLaurin is better than him right now because he doesn't look as healthy. He's a little bit limited. Um, But I think he'll be 100% in a few weeks. Um, Michael Thomas will. But the thing is, I think Jahan Dotson is better than Chris Olave, uh, for sure. And I think he's going to eat into a lot more of Samuel's targets. But Samuel did get work in the rushing game. There's pros and cons for both. Um, You can really pick or choose. And these aren't meant to be totally in order because it fits every roster differently. You're going to like a lot of different guys. These are just five guys I think you should get in my order. Uh, But Curtis Samuel, he got work in the rushing game. He got a ton of targets. Again, they played a bad defense, but he saw a ton of work, more than the number one receiver. I think him and Dotson could easily take over this offense. Um, I like Wentz. I I actually liked his play. A lot of people said that was kind of a fluke game. I kind of disagree. I thought Wentz was good. Samuel's going to be a nice safety blanket short because McLaurin's good, you know, kind of at everything. But Dotson looks like he's going to be the deep threat. Uh, but Samuel looks like a dynamic guy can really do it all. We saw him, uh, you know, kind of break out in Carolina a few years ago and he's still pretty young for, you know, people forget about that signing last year. He was hurt for the bulk of last season. We didn't get to see him. He's got a better quarterback, improved situation. I like Curtis Samuel. Um, some honorable mentions off the top of my head, uh, Robbie Anderson, he had a great week with the Panthers and I'd say he is right in there, um, with, uh, with guys like Landry and Samuel just didn't have the room for him. Uh, As I mentioned, Jahan Dotson, uh, the Washington Commanders, intriguing for sure. Dontrell Hilliard for the Titans uh, actually had a great week in the receiving game, got a lot of volume. And then the guy was telling everyone about, I love this guy late in drafts, probably not on your waivers, but he is owned in like 75% of leagues. Go pick up James Robinson right now. I still have faith in ETN. I think he's going to be good, but James Robinson back to form telling everyone about this guy for years, but he, uh, he put up 20 points for my team this week. So I'm excited about him. Uh, so those are my five waiver wire claims. Get them in, uh, before tonight and most leagues are in your other leagues, get them in by tomorrow night and, uh, see how you did in the morning. Uh, but I'm going to wish everyone a great, uh, great week of fantasy football. Good luck, uh, to everyone. And I'll see you next time. Peace.